The podcast that keeps on going. And tonight, for the record, Dylan's a little blitzed. So, you know, so we were figuring a way that we could take this up. And Dylan decided that if the year was going to end, tonight is the night. Because last year, we recorded our year in review show on the 31st. Yeah, not this year. Not this year, because I got my booster shot on Thursday. And Friday, my body said... Fuck you. So I'm like, Steve, we're not going to do that today. Dylan's a lot more animated tonight, I've noticed. And, and it's nighttime. This is when Steve is awake. So I, I think I'm part vampire. We're getting prime Steve now. Yeah, this is me. This is when I'm awake. This is when I'm, I'm Awesome. I'm hitting on all cylinders at about 11, 12 o'clock at night is so, usually when I'm wide awake. Lush Dylan and prime Steve. So yeah, buckle up. You're in for for a joy, people. You're totally in for a joy. Well, let's talk about this year. So 2021, do we just go right into 222? Because, I mean, what could happen? Well, well, for me personally, it feels weird talking about it because you hear about people having terrible years and stuff like that. I actually had a really good year. You had a good year? Because April, I started at Dry Bar. And insurance day one, you know, good pay. Okay, so bar so Dylan's bar is <laughs> at Dry Bar, but his bar is if he gets a job that gets insurance, that's a good thing. Because before that, um, I'm trying to think, maybe musician's friend, I maybe had some insurance, but Instacare, Dylan. Yeah, I I did do Instacare, and it was a mess. It's kinda... For Lennon's birthday one year, we went, well, most years we go to um, the Brazilian place at Rodizia. Trial Square. Yeah. And we, you know, get the meat cut off the sticks and everything. Which Rhodesia should advertise for us. Or for sure. We're advertising for them. They should pay us. Exactly. I'll go eat there if they would pay us. You can give us gift cards. We don't necessarily have to take no, cash. No, but I really like their pork, and I like the chicken, and I like the steak. Grilled pineapple? Yeah, I like the pineapple. Lena likes the chicken hearts. I like. Uh, yeah, I'm not a. Fan. Yeah, I'm I, not a fan. I, I did try them, but I'm not on board. You will never see me partake of that. But, and but one time I got meat stuck in my throat, and I. Okay, I yeah, we're not going there on yes, this podcast. But, Was this in 2021? No, but what what year? We're talking. 19 maybe okay well screw that that should have been the end of the but, year that I'm year about the non-insurance where i had to go in and pay so i went in there they knocked me out they stick stumps in down there and it just bumped it and i can put it loose <laughs> they could have so like, they, they did an equivalent of you know like sticking a straw down my throat and just kind of nudging the meat the rest of the way down do you know they could have got one of those soldering things and just like grilled the sucker and just kept kept grilling exactly it. But I tried everything, swallowing big gulps of water, you know, standing on my head, trying to throw up, all these different things. Couldn't get it up. So we decided the next day to take me in. Okay, you won't hear this on any other podcast. It was a few years ago. And by a few, I mean Cast Away, the movie with Tom Hanks, was in the movie theater on Christmas Day. It was that day. Okay. And, okay, I'm allergic to pets, our cat, dogs, a lot of things. 
So, you know, the biggest diet I have is, uh, I don't know, Sudafed, Dayquil, Zyrtec. Usually those little things come in like the little like capsules, like the little metal capsules. Yeah. Okay, so hypothetically, I t- went up to go take my dose Christmas morning. And, um, yeah, I didn't think, and I popped the whole thing in my mouth, that little foil thing, and it was stuck in my mouth. And everybody thought that it was hilarious, but I thought I was dying, just like you thought you were dying with yeah. choking on the meat. I had to watch the whole freaking movie, Castaway, kind of gagging the whole time. My sister called Poison Control to ask if I would die from the poison of the aluminum, which, no, apparently it comes out, although I never saw it. It could still be lodged in there still. <laughs> and this, I mean, it could 20 years from now. It might come out then. Or it, it passed two days later. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, was it Christmas time? Was your Rodizio experience around Christmas? Yeah, because Lennon's birthday is on December 20th. Do you know what? I think it's Christmas. But this year, nothing happened. Well, that's good. I do have a poison control story. No, we're going on this year. <laughs> what, what happened this year? The so, poison control this year. No, this was years ago when Lennon was small. But he, he chewed... Oh. I'll make it quick. He chewed through a glow stick, and it was me and his uncle Bob were babysitting him. <laughs> Quotations. We got scared, but that's actually non-toxic. But his lips were glowing, and we we were scared. <laughs> Did you check the bathroom when it came out? Did it glow? No. Wait, you didn't check, or you don't know? It might have. Somewhere. Didn't, I didn't check when they said it was okay. I just cut. <laughs> Somewhere in, like, <laughs> the sewer system, there's Dylan's poop glowing around. Glowing shit. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, that's a good one. Well, tonight, we just came from Wise Guys. Well, I love that place. That, comedy. That, and that's my other major employer, Dry Bar Comedy and, and Wise Guys. And Wise Guys, during the pandemic, they opened down in... Um, Las Vegas, I think it was around August, September of this year. So that's another awesome thing that happened this year. Dry and bar. And the gig at dry bar. Gig at dry bar. And then Wise Guys down in Vegas. Wise Guys is going strong. And the house is packed tonight. Yeah. But I mean, I think what, what actually I do think. I think comedy is to make you uncomfortable and to... Um, make you think about topics that maybe you're not comfortable to talk about and to discuss them. And so I think that sometimes those uneasy moments are an okay thing. Does that work? Yeah. And and the honesty of comedy, I think is what people love about it. Absolutely. You know, I think for this year, this year has been weird. Like, you know, I, a lot of my friends own restaurants or own entertainment places, and they're still struggling. Like they're still struggling with mostly like staffing, and um, you know, trying to get enough staff. It, with our shop, like I know we struggle getting enough staff during the days. It's really hard um, when half of our employees, or more than half, are like college and high school kids. You know, they're they're working or going to school during the day. Mornings so working is yeah. not really going to happen. But I also look at like what we as a society or what we as a community really like to go to or to eat or to enjoy. And, you know, I, I worry about a lot of us just because I don't think it's trickled down to people. How many other mom and pop restaurants are going to close before this is all said and done? Um, and what are you as a consumer willing to pay for those services? Everybody talks about, you know, paying people more. What, what is that number? I mean, um, the bottom line is it's coming from you, a consumer. What will you pay to have a chocolate shop or a restaurant that plays jazz music or blues music in your city? What's that worth to you? Is it worth, like, you know, them paying their staff 15 bucks an hour or, or no? And you're just not going to go to those. So which restaurants will win out? Will it be the corporations? Will it be, like, some of the chains? Will it be the favorite places that you like to go? I've had a lot of questions like that about this year. Well, and a lot of chains are, like, closing stuff down. Absolutely. And, and I think that's where it goes back to us asking, what do we value as a society? What do we value as places to go? You, you got, like, questions from Terry. Yeah. Terry had, like, deep questions, right? Yeah. 
Do you want to look them up? Or do you want me to look it up? Well, we both have copies out of them. And I also need... I want to bring up our episode list. Okay. So we can kind of, you know, touch base on You want some to bring the... up the episode list and I can bring up... Y- yeah. Terry's questions? So, like, inter- uh, entertain our guests. You're a lot better at banter during... So, here's a Terry question. What is your definition of contextual happiness? Terry, what the hell is contextual <laughs> happiness? Um, well, some contexts I'm happy and some I'm not. Ooh, let's see if I can look this up. You know, because maybe, maybe I can look up what contextual... I, I actually think what makes me happy... Actually, I, I've thought about that too all this year. I love our chocolate shop because I think what I find that brings me joy are those moments that are making memories with the people I love. The concerts I go to, the restaurants I go to, the friends I hang out with, but all those are making memories. That's where I find my happiness. And as a chocolate shop, I think that we're very lucky that we get to provide that for other people. That, that's what brings me happiness. Like like what brings you happiness? Just being around genuine people and like relating with them. And our, our podcast does that because artists are really like in touch with their feelings and and things like that. That that sounded kind of like dismissive. Things like that. <laughs> that <laughs> but that, yeah, none of the other people <laughs> care about you know. No, but you know, creatives and artists more specifically, they're kind of more more in touch. Um, where was I trying to go with that? Do you know what I love about it? I love that every person has the ability to be creative. Yeah, and, and every and so what I find kind of cool is you find so many amazing guests with all different backgrounds and all different jobs and all different careers that I'd never even think about that are making a difference. And I really love that. Like, that's totally you. Props to you. Like, you totally find us amazing guests. Well, even what's her name that does insurance? We found out how creative she was. Oh, yeah. Rebecca Yates? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think everybody has some kind of creativity in them. Which I am really amazed how many people, Dylan, you know, and how many people you find. Well, some people I just reach out and they... They're awesome and... You want, you're ready for the next question for yeah. Terry? Yeah. Okay. This well, did we figure the... out what contextual happiness was? No, I don't. Yeah, I lost out. When certain contexts make me happy, like... Dr. Pepper makes me happy. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Caffeine. Diet Coke makes me happy. Chocolate. Not being a... I'm not happy about 8 in the morning. Usually I'm dead at about that time. So don't ever plan morning (laughs) meetings for me. I probably won't make them. 8 o'clock in the morning, my family's been caught an hour. So I'm kind of of getting into my day. (laughs) All right, here's our next question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. How can we end war and violence? See... Okay, so obviously Terry is the deep thinker of all of us. Um, I say that we end war and violence by listening more and trying to not... um, They're trying to understand the people that aren't ourselves. That's how we can end violence, is trying to understand where they are coming from. Because if you understand that, you're not pissing each other off. I, I bet alcohol would help in some of that. So, like, giving people more alcohol to drink, <laughs> I think chocolate, like, giving people more chocolate would chocolate be really helpful. Liquor, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think maybe sugar and sweets could help end war and violence. So, come to the Avenues, eat at Avenues proper next door and have some drinks. But there might be a good hour or two of anger from the sugar high, but the violence will only last, like, maybe an hour because then the sugar rush is gone. Yeah. And they're all, they're mellowed out. Let me get the chocolate first. Yeah, what whatever works best for you. No, but, yeah. What else do you got for us? Drinking chocolate. So here's the episode list. So we started off the year with uh, Rodney Norman. I ep- love Rodney. Episode 121, because 120 was our year-end episode. And Rod- Dude, you have like a minute to do this. Okay. Like we made the like the dog sledding guy go. You got like a minute. That's my <laughs> that's my attention span. Okay, Rodney Norman, 121, 122. I am Salt Lake. Yeah, like it all was of finally them. finally nice to talk to them, have them on. 
uh, Sav Rogers, a uh, transgender filmmaker. Sweet, sweet. Our buddy Arvin, who we we want to we, we were discussing earlier, we want to have him back on again. You'll notice, like when you watch our 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 broadcast or listen to our broadcast, the ones Dylan did in the morning, I'm not so much involved in. Yeah, Steve's a morning person. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally a morning person. All right, after Arvin, uh, Tyler Jacobs. He he's he's an artist friend of mine, and he was involved with um, Yo Gabba Gabba at the beginning, and very artistic guy. And sh- shortly after, sometime after he was on, he ca- came out. So it's been interesting following his journey. Dude, you know everybody. And then the cheese show. Oh, I like those guys. Olivia and Joe, they they're great. They they came to Salt Lake just before I left for Italy. To eat and I was good hoping, cheese. Yeah, I was up and I was so excited to see them just before I left. And Joe proposed on the show to her. So when they came to Salt Lake, her mom threw a surprise <laughs> engagement party. So they were busy the afternoon, evening that I, I could have seen and met them. But they, they came to the shop and recorded an episode with they you, right? They did record something. I don't know. Did they ever put it up? No, it's not up yet. Up. And I, I've been meaning to ask them. I haven't yet. It was probably a disaster, and it probably hit the edit floor. Well, who knows? Well, we'll see. I, I've been meaning to or reach out to Or they're saving it for the year 2022. Yeah, so it could be up any time now. <laughs> but, but I'll reach out to him and see see what's going on there because I I'm personally am curious. And then the Utah Pantages Theater, that whole mess where the mayor gave away oh. the theater to a billion dollar developer for nothing. Yeah, I you know I go back and forth. I don't know how I feel on that. What I do hate is getting rid of anything historic value to make new f- something new. And especially just apartments, affordable apartments. We'll see how affordable they are. They they won't be. You know, there there'll be four apartments in the whole thing where like maybe somebody could afford. This is uplifting. This is the end <laughs> of the year stuff, Dylan. End of the year stuff. All right, Mark Christopher Lawrence. He was Big Mike on Chuck. He does stand-up comedy. He did a dry bar special. Really nice guy. We do a lot of comedians. Yeah. Kind of my bag, I guess. <laughs> I, I know some. Oh, and, and back on to Pantages. My father-in-law joined me for that one because he met my mother-in-law when working at the... At the theater? At the theater. She was okay, up in concessions, cool. and he was kind of, like, kind of all over, like, helping ushering and things. Do I need to go work at a, a theater somewhere? Selling concessions? I could do that. Maybe yeah. I'll find somebody. There you go. But uh, the next one um, my father-in-law also joined me on, it, it's Derek Campana, uh, The Wizard of Paws. It's a show on BYU TV where... Um, Animals get uh, prosthetics, you know, for missing limbs. I saw clips on that. What was that? I saw clips of that. But my my father-in-law, he's a he's missing one of his legs, so I thought it'd be a good one to include him with. And it was a really cool interview. Really nice guy, and it, it's a great show on BYU TV. And we do a lot of BYU TV shows, interviews. Cause I, we need to do some U of U shows. And then the to next. To be honest, the BYU has a pretty good like TV studio well we had what's her name on that had um connect or whatever yeah oh mary dixon yeah 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 i mean but byu's studio have you seen her at all lately yeah mary and mary is doing good i think good yeah i i've seen her around town a little bit um upcoming one we'll talk about busker fest and i saw her and what's his name from yes at busker fest yeah they nice. were in the crowd. I'm like, hey, and I, I, I didn't get a chance to say hi, to, but, I, but I saw them there, and they, yeah, they seem really guys. happy together. I um, like those guys. The next one, Edison House. It's an upcoming uh, event space. It, it, it's higher end, but it sounds really cool. And so I'll probably I can watch outside while Dylan goes no, we'll, and, and we'll, mingles with the. High we'll, we'll get you in. I, I, 
I probably won't get a membership, even though I'm making more money now. I don't, I don't think I'll get a membership. I don't know if I can afford 200 bucks a month or whatever to... To mingle? To mingle. What is it called? Edison House. It's going to be... Um, they're building it just south of uh, P.F. Chang's. All right. I'll, I'll send you the link. I, well, we can park outside and look at people going in. There we go. Uh, where was I? You want another cerebral question from Terry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's break this up a little bit. All right. Well, what is, <laughs> again, Terry has really deep questions. What is one thing each of us can do to make the world a better place to exist? Hugs are always nice. Yeah, I love hugs. It might be a little rough with COVID. But just talking and listening. Connecting. Connecting. So connecting with people. Because people can talk and you can hear. But listening is a completely different thing. Yeah. Just trying to understand other people, I think, is the biggest answer there. I would agree with that. Like, I, I yeah. I think just trying to connect and... Um, I, I do love that. I mean, I get to connect with people every day. I, I tell people I have the greatest job in the world, and it's because of that. I get to connect with all kinds of people that are just amazing. And, yeah, I think that helps me have a better day. And I think if we all try to do that, it'll make us all better. Am I too quiet now? Yeah. The, which part of your mic? Are I, you? I, talk, I don't know. I talk with whichever side. Of, yeah, I don't it's, know. Okay. It just seems a little quieter. But. You know, I'm, I just muffle sometimes. Yeah, it, it's fine. All right, is there another one there? I'll talk louder. Um, why do we as a society allow people to go hungry and have to live on the streets? Why does Salt Lake City leadership allow it to happen? Whoa, see, he's asking really tough questions. See, and this is back to the mayor. The mayor's not doing a lot of great stuff for the homeless. You know, I honestly, I think that most of those guys are full of shit. The, the people I respected, I actually really respected Ben McAdams when he went and, and kind of lived on the street for a weekend. Um, and people didn't know who he was, but he wanted to see what it was really like. And I think if more people did that, there would be more done. I, I do think that there isn't an easy answer. I think that there's a lot of addiction. I think there's a lot of um, illness. Um, and I think, actually, I think healthcare is a big problem. Um, some of the people just can't even afford to go get help because they can't afford the care. And I think that yeah. would be substance abuse. That would be mental illness. That could be anything from like something that's really treatable that they could do, but they just don't have the money to go to. Just getting checked out. Oh, you ha have a cold. Here's some, you know, Benadryl. Even something that basic can, like, pick you up. And, you know, I actually do think there need to, needs to be more people that volunteer. And you can volunteer in different ways. And we can't save the whole world. But, you know, just find something that interests you and volunteer. Pamela Atkinson is amazing, like, for helping all kinds of homeless um, receive medical care, receive all kinds of different care. And I think that if we each just helped out, that would make a huge difference. But, but I think that goes back to conversing and trying to connect with other people that aren't like ourselves. We're so afraid thinking that homeless people are taboo or they're this or they're that. Um, and I think the biggest lesson is they're just you and me. Um, and maybe we all need to learn that. I, I have this friend, him and his son, um, take homeless people to lunch and listen to their stories and i've been meaning oh, to get cool. them on and now that i've been reminded of it i'll reach out to them Ooh, yeah um, we should do that this year yeah the, the they're amazing and they've done some great stuff uh Bri brianna from however many episodes ago she's the one that connect, connected me with them from asia or the the a show a show E -I -X I don't know. It's, yeah, it's EXO something band <laughs> something something Brazil. Yeah, she's not with the she's not with the band anymore. But no, but she still sings. Yeah, she did a Park City show not too long ago. I think around Thanksgiving. She's talented. But yeah, she's the one that connected me with them. And yeah, <laughs> Are you ready for this one? Yeah. All right. What is the true visceral meaning of the concept of God, the omniscient? 
omniscient. Omniscient. Impotent. No, omniscient. 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 Okay. However, I'm tipsy. I'm not going to try to pronounce. Is God real? What proof do we have? Is your God a loving God or a punishing God? Dude, he was deep when he wrote his questions. I don't think I ever sent you my questions. No. And I didn't really write mine. So we're going with yeah. we're going with Terry. Well, after we canceled Friday, I'm like, um, you know, I we might not he do this, did this. I think he did this at like really late at night when he was like having really deep thoughts. Or he just might have had this these questions on a WordPress Word uh, Word processor document. Is like, there a in, God? I'm starting to think not. Here's my take. I think that the bottom line is we all need to treat people with respect, whether you believe in a God or not. I think some people believe that you will only do good if you believe in God. And I find that dumb. And I I find that, um, you know, you can be good. You can do good for society um, without believing in a God. And you can even almost do it for a selfish reason. Like if you actually are being nice to other people, it's going to benefit you in the long run. So, I mean, you could even look at it like a selfish reason. I don't know. I, I tend to think that, you know, we'll find out when I'm when I'm dead. Yeah, but you could be a terrible person and still do nice things for people. Yeah? Yeah, you can murder somebody, but then you can help somebody with something at the grocery store. I think it's all in the eye of the beholder, a lot yeah. of it. So, you know, in some ways, we're always... We are all somebody's bad person. We're always... the we will be the villain in somebody's story, whether we want to or not. Usually my own. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, you know, I think that that's the reality is that we're all a villain also. Last Sunday, I went to a comedy show with Keenan, past guest, the balloon guy. Yeah. And he, he was telling me some stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I, I believe in God anymore because I, you know, I ask for things from him. I talk, talk to him and try to get something well i have in the past not so much anymore and i don't hear anything but you know saint tempts me and i get consequences like that so you know but i'm starting to believe you, in then, satan a lot more than god could, but then you could say well if satan's real then probably the opposite's true too maybe i don't know the, I, the devil lives in all of us is what i've come down to it i just think try to be the best you can and be a good person to everybody period and and um you know don't try to push your religion on anybody just be accepting and loving of everybody being a good person isn't a religious thing i really think i should have been a hippie but you know i'm not into the drug stuff so that would take me a little bit maybe i was in a past life you did look good in tie-dye though did i you do (sighs) oh you know actually i have been doing audible because I'm such a big reader, so I do Audible. I can't sleep at night, people, so I stay wide awake. My mind's always racing. So I'm listening to Audible, and there's, like, um, Seven Lives, Seven Masters is a book, and it's about the psychologist that he met a patient, and um, she came in, and she had all these traumas, and she was afraid of drowning, and she had all these phobias, and he was, like, trying to figure out how to help her, and he, he thought that he'd helped her, um, figure out some things from her past life when she was born and growing up. And, um, you know, he thought that the trauma should subside and that she wouldn't have any more nightmares. But she did have more nightmares, and she kept on, um, like, having really bad phobias and really bad problems. And so he decided to hypnotize her and take her back even deeper in time to when the phobia started. And it was, like, way before she was born. And, like, in his, in his theory is that she lived a life previously and she lived in greece and she lived like you know way back it it was like 1300 bc and um he i think that there might be some meaning to that like that we have had past lives and maybe we'll continue to have that i don't know and then and then you know if you die like you come back and that's what these masters taught her were were that basically you come back and you keep working and that you just do that forever until our energy burns out from some black hole. Well, Linda, when it was a baby, he said he remembered being born and, like, kind of remember having a past life. You know, I, I don't many toddlers that feed their parents 
shit. That usually comes later when they're a teenager, but... So he may have? He may have. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Dylan. Th- that's early. We've got to go turn off... Yeah. we got to go turn on the lights. Hang on. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll... Uh, let's... Look, I got a flashlight. Okay. We're good. We're good. Hang on. If you watch the video, it is pitch black. So speaking of Busker Fest, that was the next one. Okay, we're walking through. Busker Fest is, you know, the street festival where performers on the street. Um, our buddy, the ma- uh, magician, was there. Um, what's his name, Steve? Lefty. Lefty. Lefty was there. And like I said, I saw Mary and uh, Steve there. Lights are back on. Um, but yeah, there are some great street performers. It was really cool. Um, and then after that, um, TEDx Salt Lake, uh, Melanie Jones, she reached out to, to me on Instagram and we got connected. Now I got to go to the TEDx Salt Lake show and see those speakers. Because of COVID, they were making it very limited, so a lot less people on the audience than usual. Uh, the one after that is comedy art- artwork. Um, Brian is an illustrator and he does a lot of artwork mostly in the dc area of for comedians and stuff like that so it was really cool to chat with him uh 136 uh kurt jensen he worked on uh napoleon dynamite does a lot of great stuff um he gave us the the sodas the clue game with the guessing of which soda it is yeah how did you try that no no we we want to i still have them sitting around my office but yeah Lennon, Lennon wants to do. We just haven't found the time yet. Um, let's see. After that, um, Kendrick Zane, my cousin, the uh, the pianist. Oh, he was awesome. And he also runs Beehive Cigars. Yeah, cigar shop. Uh, Summer Blessa, uh, the actress from, uh, what was the movie? Hey, wait. Going back to your cousin. Yes. Um, so he actually... Um, one night, we every Saturday we have musician or a musician that plays there, Goran Sturbuk. Um, he's Croatian, but he's an amazing jazz musician, and he was playing here with David Holiday. Um, and I'm gonna mess up the names. I can't remember if it was Parker um, Swenson or who who the drummer was. Um, but this guy came up and to listen to them, and uh, one of the guys runs um, the Rabbit Hole, which is a jazz club in Salt Lake. There was some guy with him, and the guy with him was like just nonchalant, just like mellow, and um, he ended up like just really loving the music. And I guess he was in town from New York, but he was teaching music down at CEU, so down in Price, down, um, teaching music. I didn't think anything of it, and I was like, "Oh, do you play?" And um, apparently, his name is it's George or Carl Allen. And he's like a world famous like jazz drummer. Oh like wow! One of the best. And after they were here, they all went to hang out at Beehive Cigars to smoke and sit and talk. And um, so, it, so yeah. So Your Kendrick cousin, probably was there hanging out with all of them. Absolutely. Well, at least they were at the cigars. Yeah. Because you know, and so yeah, Carl Allen, amazing musician, and um, David Holiday, Goran Sturbach is amazing. Um, all those guys. Um, yeah, Parker Swenson, all those guys. And I totally am probably ruining names, but they all knew who they were when they were here. But, yeah, it was really cool. I like that. But it was a, a small connection knowing that we had just met Beehive Cigars. Awesome. Sorry, my well, little rant. Oh, and it does show you, because my staff, one of the employees <laughs> at our shop, his whole dream is to be a jazz drummer. And... Okay, no offense, and he may never listen to this, but he wasn't the most polite to this guy. And he was just like, he, uh, he was, he's really quick to brush off. Some of our employees were, were really quick to just brush off people thinking that they're nobodies or that they don't have to treat them special. And um, after that guy left, I Googled him, and I brought up, here's who you serve tonight. And I was like, look what he does. And I'm like... He is your dream job. He teaches at Juilliard in New York, was in Price just teaching a summer course, and you treated him like shit. And, you know, that was my lesson to you is that <laughs> you never know who you're meeting, and exactly. so you just always need to treat people good. Wow. Sorry. There you go. There you go. 
We're at 37 minutes, in case you were wondering. Yeah, the lights already went off. Okay. Um, so I said Summer Belessa, and we can combine this with an upcoming one. She, she's in, she was the lead female in Funny Thing About Love. And you had an experience with that. Yes. Well, she, she was awesome to talk to. We heard about her, her other experience on um, Deal or No Deal as one of the case girls and working with Howie and all that. Um, but my story with the funny thing about love interviews is when they were in t- town for the premiere, the premiere was down at, at Cena down in, is it Orem? Yeah. They were doing press interviews up here in Salt Lake at the Plaza Hotel. And I'm like, okay, I don't know exactly who I'm interviewed. John Heater's in the mix, the director, Summer, uh, her her best friend who plays her best friend in the movie it's like i didn't know exactly i'm like to interview summer again with with her is it just the director end up being the director and john heater but i needed to use the bathroom before we started so i go in there undo my belt you know take a piss and my belt falls apart pieces in the toilet pieces on the floor and I'm was just it kinda, a rough morning that morning for you not really no huh. you know i it, it kind of came together that morning, you know, waking up that morning. I didn't know I was going to be interviewing anybody. So John Heater scared the belt off of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. So what did you do? So you have bits, bits so I, of belt all over in the toilet. I'm yeah, assuming. So I, you know, he, and he needed to take a shower before the premiere that evening. So basically when we were doing the interview. He was going to start showering and, getting ready to go down there. So I reached in the toilet to get those pieces. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah. That's probably clean. Then I just folded up the belt, and when I came back out, I just <laughs> quietly put it in my bag and got the equipment set up and interviewed. But, like, for me personally, that was kind of <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it, we've all had those moments. Did you have any embarrassing moments no, this I year? No, I haven't really. No, I haven't broken my belt yet. <laughs> Knock, Knock on, on wood, because it could happen, <laughs> so I'm not going to jinx it. Um, let's do a couple more, and then we'll jump into more of Terry's questions. Oh, we're done with his questions. Oh, okay. The, if there's a God, is the last one. Uh, the one after that was uh, Sean Eli. Were you part of that one? It, w- it was a Zoom one. Oh, maybe. I might have been. I think you were. Is he the guy in L.A. area? I know, but he's been a longtime comedian, and... I think I was. Yeah, I think you were. But he was nice. That that, that was cool. Um, How often do you listen to our podcast after we do it? Um, you know, I listen to it a little bit while editing. Just kind of hear how the quality sounds. But sometimes, like, when I'm listening to my podcast, and it will fall into ours, you know, just because of the feeds. You know, I'll sit there and listen to it a little bit. But I, like... I don't go out of our way, my way to listen to our podcast, just like our listeners. <laughs> my mom, I wonder if my mom's listening anymore. I don't know. But Fred I doesn't want to listen to this when a drunk. Actually, your mom, that your mom <laughs> might enjoy that. Maybe. It, so it could be good. I, I think for me, like I have a hard time listening to myself talk. And so I don't go back and listen to it. And I kind of feel like I've already been there. So I've already been there. In fact, when you notice, I seldom wear the headphones. And I, I even when I do radio interviews or anything, I don't really care to listen to myself. So I usually don't take the headphones. Or if I do, half the time they're just down because I'd rather just hear myself. Well, I, I, it's just this is for quality purposes. Well, no, you're I'm good. not having... You it, like hearing yourself, Dylan. <laughs> but, but, okay, it's needed. Do I? It Do is I? needed for what you're doing right now <laughs> to make sure that my sound is not way annoying so you can turn it down when it is. Uh, unless Lennon's here, and then we can pawn that off on Yeah, on we him. can totally do it. Yeah, he did I've, a good I've job. done it twice. He I've did a great job on that. And I think one of the next ones is when I did that. Um, let's see. So Sondra Mercive was the next one. We had him back on because he did the, the Oh, they talked idea. about Chocolatier. Which I went to. We went to. Yeah, we, went we went to it to. together. I was stuck in a car alone with the altruist who climbed all over the car in every position, out windows, out sunroofs, in sunroofs, back down. 
It's a dance theater. Yeah. It, it, it took me a while to understand. And if you, like, went over to another area for a while, you kind of... I get it, but I, it, was, it, was, it was difficult. Do you know what, what I liked is that everybody could have their own interpretation exactly. of it. Exactly, yeah. And it, it was interactive. That was the great thing about it. It was interactive so that everybody could do it. And you could be any section and getting a whole different chunk of the story. And it was about chocolate, so yeah. how can I hate on that? Exactly. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go again just to, you know, maybe understand it a little bit more, but it was definitely interesting. Uh, the one after that, Pete Tidwell, the, the Mighty oh, yeah. Baker. Mighty Baker. Who runs a baking shop in Provo. Cake. What is it called? Well, he was like, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. It's in the river bottoms in um, in in Provo. There, he has a shop where you can go and make cakes, and you can do like he does all kinds of contests down there. They during, and classes. And they actually like made that. like gingerbread houses and stuff during the holidays. I did notice that. Like I followed him on um, the web. So check him out on the Mighty Baker on Instagram, and I think it's Cake Creative Studio or something like that. If you probably Google Cool Cakes Utah, you could probably find them. Or or. Pete Tidwell, you'll you'll find him. Yeah. After this, that one, it's um, th- this was really cool because I like Studio C and JK Studios. I got to interview uh, two of the people from that: uh, Whitney Call and Mallory uh, Everton. And uh, we how talk- did I miss that one? Where was I, I on that? I think one? it was more of a morning one because it was it was another one of their big. Press I days. did a skit with Mallory once. You did? T- t- tell me about it. As a little person, they had a huge dress. They had us go under her dress and then come out of her dress. It was, it was the low fruit hanging thing, so it never showed. It, it, it was just. But you post a picture and you worked with what's his name, right? With, with Lee. Lee. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was at Evermore. You, re- you um, recorded Evermore. No, it wasn't. Oh. It was actually at some place in. Linden, but it wasn't Evermore. It was okay. um, it was some reception hall, but it wasn't Evermore. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's where we did it. It was some castle that's a reception hall in Linden area. And to be honest, when I watch her stuff, I watch her because she has like subtleties and you know she is hilarious. And yeah. we bonded. I mean, I was in her dress, so we <laughs> we bonded. But it probably that when they looked at it, they probably thought. Yeah, it's not as funny. Maybe. And, and Wendy's really cool, too. She's... She may have been there, too. I don't know who was there. A ton of Studio C guys were there. I think there's ten of them or something. All right, who's next? You so would not have beat a one-minute mark. The guy <laughs> named 74 dogs in a minute. But I want to talk about each one of them, too. Okay, well, who's next? All right, in an October evening. Oh, it was Steve. Yeah, and you, you went with John Jonathan King. Jonathan King joined us again because he was there the first time. Yeah, it, I I love all of those guys. And, and I, I made a terrible joke. I won't admit it. I said we were one person short of the four, full reunion, and I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can say short jokes. Yeah, it's just all in context. They all looked at me like I was crazy, but I I, I thought it was kind of clever. It's all your delivery. But in case you heard so it, was... I wanted to apologize. Again, I have not re-listened to our, our podcasts <laughs> yet. It's... Well, I, I think that's the only time I've been guilty of that. Type oh, of my thing. God. This isn't a confession. <laughs> this isn't a confession. All well, right. Don't, don't, get, don't let me record drunk. Uh, Michael McHenry. That was the other one. Um, uh, Ming, Ch- uh, Ming Chen. Which, no offense. Was the one Lennon helped with, and then. Michael's a little hype because he said on our podcast, Oh, I would sign a check for that tomorrow. I'm still waiting for the effing check. So, like, you know. Have he, you guys connected since no, then? No, he won't return my messages. He'll just politely ignore them, send them to his assistant. But Did, he get the, did you get a lightning bolt response? No, I get nothing. Like, I get nothing from him. So, my point Michael, is, he's just hype, hype, hype. But what I do like about him is he is really big in food, and he knows food. And, again, someday he's going to open up a dessert bar, and it was my fucking idea. 
just for the record. Well, you need to connect so you can get a, a percentage. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. A cut and some credit. Whatever. You'll use somebody else's crap. But because of that interview, I went to the um, elevator nights. It's uh, like a business people type talk thing. Yeah. How do you get hooked up to this? I bet I was supposed to be in. Dylan, are you holding out on me? Maybe that invite was to us. Well, I just saw it and signed up and went. It was probably to us. It was a Saturday night, so I assumed you would be here. You could have made plans. Okay. Well, I'll make plans. It's a touring thing. I'll make sure. (laughs) Dan Young was there, too. Oh, my God, Dylan, you're holding out. You and Michael <laughs> McHenry are opening up a dessert bar. Like, have any input besides, like, that's good. <laughs> that's my, that would be my input. I wouldn't be that helpful. Well, that's my contribution, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you. But because of that, there was an after party at Ginger Street, and I had tried Ginger Street yet. And then later on, me and Lennon had dinner a night there before... We went to um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 live, which that was a lot cool. of fun. And, and I want to go to I want to go to Sunday's best. Oh, I do too. Sunday's kind of healthy, and it's like wheat pancakes or waffles and something. But there's mimosas, so have a couple mimosas. I, don't drink. And you don't... I mean, so I mean, I could have the orange juice. That would do. Maybe that's why they people drink, because then they make you eat shitty food. They're making you eat that health or, stuff. Or healthy food. Not necessarily. There's some healthy stuff that tastes good. Like natural orange enough juice. Syrup, enough syrup. I'll eat a waffle. Oh, uh, okay. A, Actually, a wheat waffle. 100% <laughs> agree on that. I would eat, I, yeah, natural maple syrup. Yeah. We still want to go hang out with them and go try it out. So we can't. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we well, can't. if I get invited. <laughs> yeah. Since you guys are so tight. I'm not. I haven't talked to him since either. Uh, Salt Lake Design Week, that's a graphic design week, and that was just before I left on vacation. But that interview kind of came together and told us some things were going on that week, which is really cool. And then uh, the one after that is uh, James Lance. Have you watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV? No, but everybody talks about it. You should. Jason Sudeikis. That's who you interviewed? No. <laughs> um, on the show, there's a reporter guy. Called called uh, Trent Krim. So one reporter in the background. No, it's on not. Like he's not a background reporter. Like he has an arc through the season, and like the final episode has a lot of him. Yeah, but we got to interview him. And there's a section on there where I, we, we by who was we? Me. <laughs> Did I miss the invite on this one too? No, I. No, some of these I told you, and you're like, I don't know. Or this one, I, I'm pretty sure I told you about. This one was probably in the morning again. Yeah, it was. It was pretty early because he's in England. Was this? We did interview somebody that was like 9 a.m. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, because because I think it was like three or four his time, which would probably be 9 a.m. our time. Which yeah, because I think when I went to Italy, there's an eight-hour difference. So for I him, it would have been seven. So, yeah, 9 a.m. would have been. Maybe you need to, like, hit me up and say, Steve, this guy will really be funny. Just stay awake for another hour. Well, we'll work on it. That's my bad, Dylan. I'm sorry. I'll I'll watch the reporter on Ted Lasso. But um, the section we talked about, Ted Lasso, I I sliced that video out and put up on YouTube. Guess how many views that video has gotten. More views than our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, this is my alarm every morning. Lovely, lovely day. But you know what? The lights already went off, so yeah. we're, we're good. I'm hitting snooze. So, so any guesses on how many views? Um, 20,000. 24,000? Really? Yes. Well, apparently, we need to like tap into that market again. Yeah, so we need more Ted Lasso people on the podcast. <laughs> Here we, okay, we'll work on that one. So th- that was really cool. And then um, I'll, I'll just go through quickly through the rest of them. Um, the one after that, Dylan Blankenship, he works on a BYU TV show, the one with the puppets. Oh, yeah. Again, I was asleep on that one, but... 
And I, I should have assumed that he was going to be at the Mystery Science Theater 3000 show. So you saw him there, too? I saw pictures after. <laughs> then of I, him there? Yeah. I'm like, Because he was on the front row, and he got to meet everybody. Because one of the guys on uh, Nine Years to Neptune was one of the performers for the Mystery Science Theater show. That's kind of cool. But I, I've reached people in the, the production of the Mystery Science Theater live thing including the new host of Mystery Science Theater when the episodes come back. So, working on something. So there. you're in. I, I probably shouldn't talk about it. It might implode, but yeah. there's well, conversations no, going here's on. Here's what I say. Reach for the stars, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, the next one, next episode was me. <laughs> Which, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. It, it was. It, it, you know, I thought it was interesting. I think I still want to hear more of like you know, from Sarah. Like I think I want Sarah's take on a lot of stuff. But you both are so polite that like yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need it from Lennon's. Like maybe I just need a podcast from, from Lennon, Lennon uh, talking about you and his <laughs> his mom. That could be interesting too. Maybe you can have him on the short and sweet show. Yeah. He's he's tall. That kid is getting tall. He's not taller than me yet, he's like, but he's getting there. You said 15. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a few years to keep growing, but his voice is, like, so deep. <laughs> if you listen to that episode, yeah, you'll hear how deep it is. Yeah, I like that episode. And then, funny thing about Love, which, which we talked about, John Heater and the director, Adam White, and then the dog guy, which was... That was really cool. That was super interesting. You know, they actually... Well, what was interesting to me is how global warming or climate change impacts him. And then, you know, so, like, just first they couldn't even, like, do any sledding um, or because there was no snow up near yeah, Park that City. Was, that was, like, early December, and yeah. they had nothing up there. Nope. And, and when they finally did, he made CBS News or something. Like, somebody took a, a cool picture out of a drone of him racing his, like, or sledding his dogs, and it was really cool. But what I liked about him is how well they take care of their animals. Yeah. It made me, like, if I ever need to find a rescue for a dog, that's where I'd go. And huskies and th those breeds of dogs are so gorgeous. And yeah, but he could have a chihuahua pulling that sled, too. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like I said during the interview, I'd love to see a team of mini schnauzers. <laughs> Just pulling. <laughs> see, it could be good. And we're, when we go to Florida uh, later this year... You know, Sarah's family's coming Wait, with we us. we is you and your family. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get that invite either. What are you doing in Florida? We're, well, Disney World. Because right. we're supposed to do it, you know, the year COVID ruined everybody's You went plans. to freaking Italy. So, like, I in mean. In 2021. Yeah, I think, like. 2020, we were supposed to go to Florida. Well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> like, a lot of things. I was supposed to be, like. A millionaire in 2020. But 2021, a lot of good stuff happened to us. It's like, I, I feel bad even bringing it up, but we, we, we were blessed. And who's, I'm who thankful. was our last guest? And then after that was... Because I don't think I was a part of it. No, it was Bob Zaney. It was, it was an early one. Fairly oh, early, and like, he was an amazing comedian. Yeah, he's a comedy legend. He got his start on The Gong Show... When he was 15. You showed me that clip tonight. Yeah, if you go on our Instagram, it's the clip on there. And that's just a crazy debut. Like, his first time doing comedy is on TV. But he nailed it. Yeah. Like, if you listen to it, his, his stuff is good stuff. And he's done a dry bar special and has a dry bar, bar series of his zany report, which is just funny headlines and his comedy spin on them, which he... It's been doing on Bob and Tom for years. And he did a movie with Matt Damon, The Informant, which is a great oh. Steven Spoderberg movie with tons of comedians, including your buddy Joe McHale. Yeah, I love him. So. But, but that's actually way cool. I didn't realize that. And that's then this crazy. episode, which is the year end episode. Well, okay, I have to be 33 honest. 33 episodes last year. But I didn't really get to, the one, to Bob Zaney because it was also holiday time. Like, we were busy. Our shop was crazy. 
Yeah, it was just before Christmas. Yeah. There we go. That's why. Got to keep this going. What's your final take for the whole year? What's the best advice you heard? Or what advice do you have going forward? Just be thankful for, for what you have. Like, we were able to go to Italy. Things were just timed just right that we were able to do that trip before, you know, the new variant kind of ticked up. Because shortly after we left, everything tightened back up in Europe and everything. So I, I'm thankful for that. So just be thankful for what you have and what you can do when you can do it. And it, also with Italy is, you know, things are significantly slowed down there because things are so limited that the crowds were low. So it was actually kind of mellow because I hear when, like, it was open to the world, it is nuts. So, yeah, take, take advantage of what you have when you have it because, you know, as we know, things can shut down and whatever. Do you ever feel like, okay, before before COVID came around or the pandemic, like that you wanted to be in control of everything and like you needed to plan out what to expect that day or what podcast you were going to do that week or when? And like for me, it would be like what staff was going to be at the shop, what were we making, what big orders we had coming up. And it was, I always wanted to know that ahead of time and try to plan for it as much as I could. But with COVID, it taught me you can have the best plans and it all goes to shit. And so like the best thing it taught me was to be a little more patient and to be a little more um, adaptive. And yeah. so, and so like if something was ruined, it's like, all right, well now what? And like, what's next? And what's, what's, how can we work around it? My trip to Disney world was canceled well what next we uh, let's go to italy let's try italy let's but i i yeah, think when she came brought that up I'm like what we couldn't go to Flo- florida in the united states last year how are we going to florida this year yeah but i think that's even what terry was kind of getting at is like just yeah. like, we all need to adapt and you know i feel very fortunate and very blessed that i get to come to a job every day and meet people eat amazing chocolates i have a pretty decent life um and you know i think if i can just always learn to go with the punches and just to you know let expectations have them there and have dreams but just always enjoy the present yeah wherever it is if it was in 2021 or looking now 2022 do you have any plans for this year or just you know, um, no, I, no, I have ideas. Um, <laughs> I would really love, I, I, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans, and I really want to go to see the Chris Lager Band. Um, but I want to go during Jazz Fest, and I want to go see Chris play at some dive bars. Um, and the biggest reason is because, man, Louisiana, amazing blues and amazing music. Yeah. And I would love that. I would love the food. And I would love to go watch somebody that I love perform their music and somebody that's incredible, somebody that's a friend. I would, that would be a bucket list for me. And I think, yeah, I may try that in April. We'll see. But again, I'm going to like try to be adaptive and just be... You know, I, that expectation's out there. Put it out in the universe. But I'm going to try to be happy with whatever comes my way, man. Same I have here. a pretty damn good life. So I, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. It, it, it can all disappear tomorrow. And I'm enjoying the ride as much as I can, as long as I can. For sure. Right now I get to stay at home and put on Netflix and work in my pajamas. <laughs> Doing my graphic design for the the comedy stuff so I, I i i can't complain either you know and it's it's midnight now so like i yeah. mean this is probably the latest podcast we've ever done yeah maybe your we should creativity do late night we should do more of these <laughs> late night chat on your creativity i think i'm more talkative at night and we'll just liquor me up and see what happens <laughs> liquor <Dylan laughs> up. 
have to Harry think of really deep questions that like <laughs> neither of us would think of. And then, um, yeah, we'll not answer. even have Terry on the show. Just have him. <laughs> just have Terry throw us questions. Just, yeah. You know, I we'll get Terry back. Well, I don't know if there's a god, Terry. <laughs> Actually, I think that what I really love is just no expectations, man, and love everybody. Exactly. Here's to an amazing year. Thank you all, whoever's listening out there. Mom, thank you. Steve's mom and my mom, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we could find four people this year. Maybe a few of those 24,000 people that oh. watched the Ted Lasso. You should tag interview. Ted Lasso. So, <laughs> like, just tag them. Well, it's just, the year end, and we talked about it, so. You know, oh, yeah. The Ted hashtag Lasso. is legit. Hashtag Ted Lasso. Hashtag John Header. Hashtag Dylan no belt hashtag <laughs> belt <Bumsy>. in toilet <laughs> hashtag lights out <laughs> hashtag it's a lovely day lovely day lovely that's day the, that's a long hashtag it's a lovely day it is a lovely day we're out peace the podcast is done man <laughs>